at the root of it always has been wanting to invite people into the experience. So we're very fortunate to live down at the beach, uh, you know, and it was less, uh, it was or it was more of a novelty when we first moved down here 19 years ago. That had always been, it's like, if I can put something together with images and words uh, and, and some combination, even before doing video, that expresses what it's like to be a local or what it's like to, you know, to kind of be in the know, that was always the sort of driving force. Hi, this is Stephanie Fallon. And this is Tony Russo. And you're listening to another episode of So What's Your Story? A podcast in which we talk to authors and writers about their writing, the stories behind the story, the writing process, and any other sort of miscellaneous writing stuff that we want to talk about. Today on the podcast, we have Todd DeHart from Good Clean Fun Life. He and his wife, Natalie, started Good Clean Fun Life about eight years ago as a medium for sharing personal passions community life, and storytelling through multimedia platforms. In his day job, Todd works on creating positive and fun content, and he is here to chat with us about it. So welcome to the podcast, Todd. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm delighted to have you here. Um, we've been friends for, for a good while. You've been doing another podcast with Tony. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, we've, the original. No, not the original podcast with Tony. But uh, well, it might. An original. Right. Yeah, well, certainly it certainly predates this podcast. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> But we wanted to bring you on today because one of the things that I think you you and Natalie are doing really well with Good, Clean, Fun Life is that it seems like you're really out there to tell the story for your clients and tell the story for people in this community. And I just wanted to sort of kind of drop back a little bit and just sort of ask, like, what kind of inspired you two to, to start this company and, and, and to be the storytellers that you are? Well, it's, it's pretty uh, funny because we started – Really, 20 years ago, before uh, before we were getting married, uh, it was a way to communicate back and forth with friends who were sort of scattered all over the country. Uh, we had a wedding coming up, and, uh, you know, it was just kind of like uh, jotting things down, making a zine, uh, if you will, back right. in the day, pre, uh, pre-internet popularity, you know, blogs and all of that. So just like writing funny things down and, and mailing it out to friends, literally ma- snail mail out to friends and like other people got on the mailing list and it was just this thing and it was just good, clean fun. And that's, that's what we called it. And we, um, we always had that sort of idea and then flash forward to about 10 years ago. And, um, it was a poor time in the economy. It was, you know, a stressful time with young kids there were there were a lot of sort of negative things that were going on in our world and in the world around us, and um, we had always carried over that idea of just wanting to have something that is you know pure fun, sure, and uh, and to show people in a positive light, and that's was was the beginning of it, and we just we just started going out. We really just started going out and to uh, to document uh, things that were happening down here at the beach uh, with you know, different bars and restaurants and, and events and, and, and that sort of thing. And we started a little website and that was, that was the start of it. It was a, it was a passion project, uh, to kind of keep our minds off of, off of, you know, the, the, the other stuff that was going on at that time. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up that they didn't, you, you guys weren't doing it as a, as a business or anything. It was just like, we want to make stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and this, I, this idea of making stuff and, creating a narrative that you can you can be 
having fun at the beach without being gross. Like that. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if you had a thesis statement, I think <laughs> besides good, clean, fun life, that would be it. It's like there are nice ways to have fun and it, it can include drinking and dancing and, and being silly, but it can be, like you said, it, positively. And that was, I always thought very cool the way that you went to everything. You're like, because I'm a negative person. <laughs> uh, so, but you're like, okay, this is why this is cool. Mm-hmm. And those stories, even when they're when they're essays, whenever somebody's like, "This is something that's cool, and you don't know why," let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you guys have been doing. And I always thought that that was, yeah, it's funny because it always seemed like it was so binary. And even in our name, when we started putting things out there, people were like, "Oh, well, are you a sober group? Right. Are you a you know religious group?" And and I'm like, just because the word clean is in it, does it you know? doesn't necessitate that it's that it's some preconceived notion and i've always said it's like the you know the the sum of the whole like good clean fun is 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 one of those sort of ubiquitous sayings that people you know just you know it's it's more about community and and bring in all sorts of aspects together and i think that is uh that is that has always been what we wanted to to sort of bring to the table and not take ourselves too seriously but you know but also be able to have a vehicle to, um, you know, uh, put the spotlight on some things that we want to that we want to put the spotlight on. Sometimes serious too. So, when you started, you weren't doing as much video though. Talk about when you became because you're we we tease him, but we also mean it. You know, he is <laughs> legitimately a filmmaker. Like you make mm-hmm. movies, you make shorts, you make spots. Yeah, and. You didn't used to. So how did you find film? How did you find out that film was your medium? You know, basically, I was I'm lucky enough to live in this time where uh, the technology and equipment, uh, both in, uh, you know, ex- the, the ease of use and the inexpensiveness caught up with m- the ideas that were that were, have been kicking around in my head. You know, I'm. I've never been uh, a strong writer, though I love the narrative, and I've never been, you know, uh, uh, an outrageously good uh, reader, although I'm, you know, I love books and and the process and and respect that, and it was just kind of like, I, I always felt handicapped um, and when we started out, we were just, we were doing images. Um, you know, it, it really, it really started out with stills because, you know, we got a, we got a digital camera with our tax money that, you know, that, that spring. And it was a, uh, you know, that was again, ease of use. And even from the very beginning of, of that, it, the, the desire to want to document stuff and to film it and, and that sort of thing was always there. And that was always kind of the driving force and, you know, self-taught just kind of, you know, found a, found a platform that I could express myself. Um, and, and really the, the interesting part, the, the expression for me, and I've only realized in the last four years while doing this for, for clients and, and that sort of thing is not even in the filming side of things. It's in the, it's in the editing side of things. Well, and, it's like carving away the dog. Yes. Because you go out and you... So when we write, we're like, okay, how is this story going to go? And when you come back from shooting something, you're like, okay, where's the story? I got, I got five years worth of film. I want to tell two minutes worth of story. Where, does, where, where do I pull my story out of this, out yeah. of this film? 
And that's and that's the you know. So I'm a I'm a very out and about, very social uh, creature. But at that at the same time, I get you know, like uh, you know, you, you you get bit by something, and it's like you got the laser focus to to go through and and yeah, carve you know, carve it out and and find the and find the story. Well, I think you raise a really good point about you know saying okay, I'm not a I'm not an exceptionally strong writer, um, you know, but I, I really have a passion for telling stories and I really have a passion for kind of getting inside the moment and seeing the interesting pieces about it. And so I think, you know, that's something that I think writers can relate to sort of in, in genres. I mean, when I started out writing, I was writing awful poetry. <laughs> and it wasn't until I, I discovered that there was another way that I could communicate the ideas, the thoughts that I had in my mind. And that's when I went from writing really, really awful poetry to being a short story writer, being an essayist and using the creative nonfiction, you know, platform. And it was like once, once I made that switch in my mind and said, okay, I'm going to put down this thing and I'm going to try this other format. It was just like all the light bulbs went on Mm -hmm. in the house. And I just, I found myself very inspired and very, I, w- I was ready to attack things and it really was rejuvenating. And it sounds l- a little bit like you almost had that little bit of that same process of discovery when you said, I really want to tell these stories and film is an absolute way for me as a visual person to tell these stories and kind of get in the middle of the thing you're trying to, yeah. to, to focus on. At, at the root of it always has been wanting to show people, wanting to invite people into the experience so we're very fortunate to live down at the beach, uh, you know, and it was less, uh, it was, or it was more of a novelty when we first moved down here 19 years ago. And, um, that had always been, it's like, if I can, if I can, uh, put something together, you know, with images and words, uh, and, and some combination, even before doing video that, that expresses what it's like to be a local or what it's like to, you know, to kind of be in the know, um, that was that was always uh, that was always the sort of driving force. And then with uh, doing video, it has always been document first and find the story uh, later. Obviously, there's you know, w- with the time that I've been doing it, there's more that uh, comes to me as as far as things that I I want to get and you know being able to pare it down a little and be a little bit more efficient. Right. Because I'm in more places than you know than just where I want to be working with clients and that sort of thing. So. Um, I mean, but always wanting to, you know, the experiential aspect of it is, is one of the best, uh, ways to, for, for me to kind of, um, express how, you know, what, what the end goal is and to, you know, so just like when you're reading something to transport somebody, you know, out of what they're doing into what, you know, where they're, uh, you know, what you're showing them, what you're giving them. When you're doing this you're doing similar stories over and over and over again but they're never the same and it's got to be a conscious choice but like how do you how do you keep them how do you feel like oh I've already done this like mm-hmm. how do you make that that editorial I guess decision so it's funny because it, again I'm a, a lifelong learner and there are things that I that I just discover mm. uh, and it's like writing a song you know I mean, song, and I'm I'm not a songwriter, but you know, you got whatever four chords, and you know, and a beat, and and then you come up with some lyrics, and it's about either about love or uh, or joy, or you know, or like, and there's a topic. 
And uh, musically, in the editing process, uh, where the editing process happens very musically for me, uh, and I didn't really realize this until I've, I've worked with some other people who, who don't have, I don't know whether it's timing or just, you know, I hear things, I hear things in my head that, uh, that makes sense, uh, musically and, and to, so to tell the same story of a starboard party, you know, weekend and a week out, it is, you know, a different beat. If it's the end of summer, we're going to do it. You know, it's like a downbeat and we have slow shots. And then if it is, you know, running of the bull, a huge event in the middle of summer, it's, you know, swelling music and, and that sort of thing. So the, the editing process, you know, plays into that and, and you know, in the, in the music that I have in my head. And I mean, I think that's how, it comes across, it comes across differently. And then also being up on, uh, you know, kind of obsessed with the latest, uh, trends and what people are doing all, you know, I mean, there's 250,000 videos loaded, uh, uploaded every day, the YouTube, like, but, and they're, you know, trying to figure out what, uh, what people are doing and how they're doing it. So like right now we're doing more narrative type stuff like following people around and micing them up and you know it's this more you know micro documentary feel and and that uh that sort of thing so now when you approach um these different sort of episodic type things that you guys are working on for your clients do you do a lot of like script writing or is it more like kind of like a quick outline or <laughs> no i'm just i'm just curious because it sounds like as you're describing it you're you're setting different courses you're setting a different theme kind of depending on the mood of the piece of the time and all that. So I was just wondering, like, do you do, do you like sort of set out a script? Is it more of an outline or is it just kind of, you just kind of know it when you get there? Yeah. I, uh, I laugh because you know me and, <laughs> and you know <laughs> that, you know that I've never written a script in my, <laughs> in my life. It is. And at the risk of sounding arrogant, it's like just stuff that, that comes up to me on, on the spot. We're sitting down with a, at a meeting the other day and there's a, there's a new app on, um, you know, a client's website to be able to order food through the website. That's super easy. And they're like, well, we want to do, you know, a video for this. And I'm like, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. And I don't know. It's like, you know, freestyle rapping. It's like, we're going to have, you know, owner one and owner two sitting on the couch trying to get one's calling up and it's too busy. And, you know, then we got the, and, and just being able to kind of see the images in my head and see how the beats are going to play out and, uh, just going from there. But I don't know that if I would have sat down, <laughs> you know, sure. prior to somebody sure. saying that I'd be like, uh, well, this is, you know, but I think that's one thing that, I mean, you and I certainly have in common is that, you know, whether you're a writer or whether, you know, you're, you're approaching it from the angle that you do, there, that creativity, I mean, the brain is always going, even, you know, and Antonio and I have talked about this, the desire to make something and that creativity and that fire is just always burning in the brain. Mm -hmm. So if someone says, hey, how would you approach this? Immediately I start, like you talk about, you edit sort of musically. Like my version is I always sort of picture a skeleton mm -hmm. and then that's sort of my outline. Of my, that's my basic story. And then I got to put some muscles on it and then some skin, some eyeballs and some hair. And then I'm at the end yeah, of the thing, yeah. like I'm going to have a, like a, you know, I'm going to have a finished product that's, you know, but that's, it just seems like that creative process is, is something that sort of, I mean, it obviously sort of lights you up. Well, and it's, it's interesting too because it is, 
ends up being a smaller percentage of the of the time you know you 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 know standing in the shower thinking of like sometimes you have to let things marinate yeah you know absolutely and uh and being on a tight schedule doesn't always doesn't always help that either but um you know that's you know, we also pride ourselves on kind of turn and burn type stuff. Well, and it's all, once you know how it's going to go, uh, yesterday I almost, I have a, I have a story that I was working on and I almost forgot to write it. I checked it off as done in my head. I'm like, all right, well, that's how that's going to go. And then I sat down, I'm like, oh, you, you literally forgot to type it out. Like yeah. it's here, <laughs> right. but here in my head, but I have to type it out. And that idea that you're going to figure out where things belong mm-hmm. and go from there makes makes perfect sense to me you know talking to the and also i guess you're not working with actors Mm -hmm. you're the documentary style is for you that i mean what's his name Uh, christopher guest doesn't write scripts either for that reason right right? because you've got that whether you're doing it super serious documentary or you're doing like a because that's that's i guess your style you're like okay this is kind of how it's going to go it's not a it's not a cold documentary right and it's not a mockumentary because you're not really making fun but it is that kind of Christopher Guest, like, yeah. all right, so this is what's going to happen in this scene. Go. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, and it's funny, too, because we do a fair bit of interviews. And, you know, my number one goal when doing an interview with anybody, regardless of what the subject that they're talking about is, is to make them comfortable. Yes. You know, you put a you put a camera in front of somebody and people get get weirded out. and. Yeah. Or you put I have, a microphone in front of them. A absolutely. lot of times, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you put a microphone and, and people don't know how they're going to, you don't know how people are going to react. And so um, it ends up being more heavy lifting on my end, but I, but at the same time, I pride myself on it and I enjoy the process. It's like, we'll just sit and talk. And it's, you know, and it's one of those things where you, you get, it's like, all right, we'll start, you know, give me your, your name, your position, how long you've been here and why you're, and why you're here, regardless of what it is. And I always go back at the end to get and ask that same question because it's amazing to me the difference in, you know, because it's like there's like little nuance stuff, too, when you're talking film, because you're not just capturing the information. You're trying to capture, you know, the authenticity. And so when you go back and you do it after you've, you know, you've asked some questions about, you know, their upbringing or their dog or, you know, or whatever it is. And then you get the meat of what you, of what you need. And then you go back and ask them that, then you can really, then, you know, you have, um, you know, the, the total package, I guess. And people can see the comfort, like, if the first question is, what is your name? They look uncomfortable saying it, like they're on, like, a, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a car commercial on yeah. television. Uh, my name is, yeah. But then at the end, once they're comfortable, you can see in their eyes that they're comfortable when you ask them their name again. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a master of this now. I've been at it for yeah. 15 Yeah, I mean, the minutes. same thing's happened with us a couple of times, you know, on the podcast. Okay. We've had a guest, and we're like, hey, welcome to the podcast. And I can just, and, and you like, can oh, just see. Uh. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of deer in headlights. And then so it's kind of our job to kind of like, you know, do what you said. You kind of make them comfortable. And then I think after over time, you know, people kind of the the video cameras and the microphones disappear. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes your job, you know, behind the cameras as a, you know, the documentarian or it's our job as the writers to say, OK, now let me sort of like get those bits and pieces. Let me get, you know, they always say the devil's in the details. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes your job to kind of like fish that out of them. Right. And exactly. And like I said, like with writing or or making a video or making a film, you know, you, it, you're trying to transport somebody, you know. Yes. And if uh, 
if they if somebody looks uncomfortable that you know imagine if you're writing <laughs> you know and like and like somehow discomfort of your character came across on the page it does you have to go back and fix it yeah yes okay so oh you yeah, know that happens that you're writing and as you're writing you're like this is garbage but yeah like and we've talked about this on our writer's block when we talk about writer's block the difference mm-hmm. is you can't you can't stop yeah you have to punch through and go back and fix it which you can do if you're not dealing with another person who's live right 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 yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly so do you have to do you find that when you approach you know a subject and you know you think you know what the story is and then you get halfway through and you realize oh my gosh We've taken a hard left, and this the real story is over here. It yeah, I mean it. It definitely happens that way um, uh, on a, on occasion, but I think for the I, I think for the most part, I have a pretty um, I have a pretty good idea of what uh, what's going to happen in the direction that it, that it's going to go. Because and you know. I don't know that it's a hard left, but authenticity is a, is a big thing right. for us. So it's, you know, and, and when you're, when you're documenting something, you know, it's not quite like, you know, interviewing an army vet who, you know, then divulges some information or, or, or something like that. I mean, I suppose that could happen at some point, but it's, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's kind of following the story, uh, where, where it goes. I can't think of the director's name, but um, there was a documentarian who made the movie about the Clinton campaign. It was called War Room. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. Um, but it just when Stephanie said this, it's something that I wanted to mm-hmm. let you let you know about. And uh, they were going to make a documentary about a failed political campaign. Oh. And so they chose Bill Clinton because it looked like he was going to crash and burn. Yeah. And then it became a documentary about how a campaign crashed and burned and then was successful. And it's, it's just, it's very much what Stephanie said. It's like, Oh, well, the movie that we came to make isn't getting made. We're making, we're making this other one. Um, Do you think you, do you think by setting parameters, you can kind of prevent that from happening? Like, because that's not what you're going for. You're not going for wide open. You've got you've got a thrust, like I said, almost like Christopher Guest. Yeah, like a little yeah. Bit of a it, it's scope. definitely. I mean, it's definitely more sketchy. Like in turn, yeah, short. And and if you know, I've 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 always said that uh, even when I was a kid, that the what I wanted to make was movie trailers, not movies. I wanted to make movie trailers. Like that was my that was my favorite thing going to the, so it's that, you know, it's that two minute sizzle reel and it's got all the highlights and it's punchy and it's, you know, timed you out with it. Up. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you can tell a story real easily in that time frame. So most of what we do is, is, is that kind of feel. Um, it's really only been recently that I, the thought has actually entered my head of doing something more uh, long, long format documentary style. Mm. And that's where that could happen. You know, um, you know, I followed the, I followed the high school wrestling team around, right. uh, you know, we've done it for a couple seasons and, and that's, and, um, you know, like there's a star kid who actually, this, so this is, a, there's a star kid who, uh, you know, looks really good. We're there. I'm going to just kind of do little episode things and, um, sure enough, he breaks his ankle like, you know, after the after the first week. And so I put together this, you know, great little piece um, 
of, of this, you know, really bright kid, really talented wrestler. But it was just so funny because at the end of the day, you know, like final shot as him, you know, kind of like down in the dumps. He's actually <laughs> he's actually wearing a shirt uh, that says Loser Machine, which is a skate brand. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's like. It's one of those things like, oh, my God. I'm glad he's wearing it, and I'm, I'm even more glad I didn't tell him to put it on. <laughs> and then, you know, the final shot is him, you know, walking through the back door, uh, out the back door of the high school, and, you know, bright sunlight, and it kind of floods white and, and that sort of thing. And it was, it was, it was a cool little piece and it, it pulled on the heartstrings a little bit because it had this swelling of, you know, him being the dude who was going to, who was going to, you know, take the team to States or whatever. And, and then it fell off and I still had the film, you know, a couple spots for the rest of the season. And that kid would not look at me for the rest of the season. (laughs) And, 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 you know, he liked it and everybody liked it, but it was one of those like, oh, you're dealing with a high school kid who got hurt and he's bummed about that. And then you put this like, you know, it was by no means a puff piece. It wasn't, you know, it was fair in its depiction of what was happening, but he gets razzed by his buddies and, you know, and then he's just kind of like, you know, wants to stay away from things. So, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe because of that, I'm, I'm more shy about, uh, you know, not wanting to, to take the left turn. Well, one of the things that, it's your kind of your response, like you can't not do it. And that's, that's where you have to, like, if you're, if you're shooting, mm-hmm. you can't unsee it. The camera doesn't unsee it. You, yeah. you, you can't unsee it. And then the storyteller in your head is like, well, I'm sorry, but that's a really good story. And people, right. people need to be o- aware of that. Like uh, when I was a reporter, the same thing, people were like, I don't put this in the paper. I'm like, that is the story. And people will love it. They'll be like, but I'll be so embarrassed. I'm like, but people will love it. That's yeah. a great story. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that drama works the way it does, mm-hmm. <laughs> but because of the way drama works, right. that is that is the story. Yeah. And when those things happen, I mean, it's your responsibility. And if you're going to do a good job, you know. It is, uh, and I'll tell you, uh, because I've been faced with this before, both with wrestling and both being in, in bars and restaurants, you know, we've earned the trust of many bars and restaurants in in the area to be in in their establishments with cameras when we started 10 years ago that was an unusual thing even our Mm -hmm. neighbors were like you guys are weird you know um you know so there's a certain level of responsibility to the establishments and that sort of thing again our thing is showing people in a positive light but i've had a kid dislocate his elbow uh you know and do you hold the shot like you like things change all of a sudden you're not, you know, you're not making a, a video about the, the meat you're making, you know, you're making sure you capture something that may be helpful at a later date fights in bars. You know, yeah. I would never, I would never share a fight in a bar, but you know, if I'm rolling and, and it, it's only happened, uh, you know, a, a few times, but like, that may be evidence. We've had, we've had people come back to us like years later, you know, uh, <laughs> and be like, "Were you filming on St. Patrick's Day?" And well, and, and because of that reputation, no one thinks that you're going to put the like. Right. It wouldn't help you if you put it down. Then all you're saying is that you're going to be having having to tell people, "No, I I stopped shooting." No one believes you stopped shooting. Right. You may as well keep shooting. And- yeah, and it's not like they're going to ask you to break up the fight. So just yeah. <laughs> just grab a great angle and keep on rolling. Right. Right. You know, it's funny too because uh, one of the things that I've always kept in my my mind was uh, something that. 
the oh, the guy from TMZ uh, had said. And, you know, like they got really big after breaking the story about Michael Jackson uh, and uh, the like the the hair getting caught on fire or something, you know, something, you know, way back. And uh, and they're known for for showing all of the sensational stuff. But he uh, he had made the statement that it's like it's not, a you know, if you want longevity, it's not about the sensational. It's about being, you know whatever, true to the craft or what, or whatever it was. And, and I just, I'm, you know, it's like, Oh, if the dude from TMZ is saying that maybe, <laughs> you know, may, that juxtaposition, because I feel like I'm in a certain level of juxtaposition being in these, you know, being in a situation with bars and restaurants and, you know, maybe, maybe just be true to, to what we're saying. If you're, if you feel good about a story, it's easier to tell. Also. Yeah. 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 Do you have, um, are you working on any sort of anything really cool that's kind of upcoming for you guys? Or, I mean, I know you mentioned maybe a long format kind of piece, but are, do you have anything I mean, that's, that works? That's just like, I've just first started thinking about it. Uh, we have, we have a couple episodic stuff that we're doing and we're trying to find that happy medium between video and audio and what platform you can do longer format video on there you see more and more of that uh recently uh you know facebook's getting a beating right now and youtube has has been through the ringer too um but i you know but it's still you stick you, you know the point is making making stories i mean i i was making videos before there were those things right you know with my vhs tape and stop motion like back when back in high school and stuff but you know i think uh i mean just today i i was walking over here and i was i was thinking about this just to just to brag a little bit you know uh we produced and uh we will we will put out uh covering the starboard opening weekend which is a huge huge event for them uh i followed and went with nelly to the march for our lives in dc and got per permission from a um, area artist to use his song to make basically a music video uh and then on thursday we were doing work for uh weller development who's in charge of baltimore port covington area and they're doing these deep dives which are like you know, similar to TED Talk type things where they had a panel of women. It was all about women are the future. You know, so like these three these three things all happened within the within the past week. Uh, put those out. I got a great pet podcast with Tony last Wednesday doing this one here. It's like, I don't know. And then we have this what's next thing, which is, you know, I, you know, I don't take myself too seriously, but I also realize that I have, uh, not been on the the front no i've been on the front edge of a lot of trends that have happened over uh over the years and so we're going to talk to our business partners and associates about um you know what do they think is going to be next in their business and internet and you know or what or whatever it is mm. so yeah so you know again lots of stuff more episodic stuff and you know i just need three more of me is <laughs> And just, you know, maybe one of them will share things socially. <laughs> but, but just just one more follow-up um, on the on the shorts, because you did do that beautiful black and white short that was so heavy-handed, but just, like, if you didn't know, I don't know if you got a chance to no, see I it. No, I saw it. It yeah. was it was pretty impressive. Very, very good it and very, really good. very heavy-handed. Uh, but 
everyone knew it was you. Except being, there were a couple people that took it seriously, there were and definitely they were people. so proud of yeah. you, which well, I thought was, was adorable. It was beautiful. It was really well it done. It was beautiful. But I think that. <laughs> but it was just Todd. That yeah. <laughs> It was one of the, it was, so it was my April Fool's joke last year and I was uh, walking, brooding through the streets of Berlin and, you know, in some black and white, in black and white, harsh, harsh color. Yeah. And, uh, some music. I had, uh, a voiceover that at one point I actually like interact with the voiceover cause I don't understand what the voiceover is saying. Um, there were so many like good clues, like filming me running down the alley chasing a tumbling piece of paper and putting it into slow motion but I also was pretending to be in slow motion as I was running you know like I like it's just one of the but it it turned out that uh, a handful full of people more than any other project have have contacted me about that and and inquiring about like real stuff so yeah. I, w- I want to make something that looks like that. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe, but maybe less heavy-handed yeah. and less Todd. <laughs> less, less Todd. Less Todd. All right, Stephanie. Well, now this is the part of the show where you thank the guest. Well, Todd, thank you so much for coming and being on our podcast. I'm very happy to be here. Hey, folks. Tony Russo here from the So What's Your Story podcast. This is just a gentle reminder that we still do the limericks and haikus. We haven't had that at the end of the show in a couple of weeks, but we've gotten some requests and we fulfilled them. So remember, you can just go to SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com, click on the Contact Us link, and there you'll have the opportunity to pick a word. Um, Stephanie will turn it into a haiku. I will turn it into a limerick, and we'll send it back to you in the mail. You'll get mail just like a grown-up, which is super cool. Also, it will give you a chance to see some of the old podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed yet, that would be a great time to do it. So What's Your Story was produced by Saltwater Media, an indie book publisher in Berlin, Maryland. Visit them at SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com, where you can find past episodes, great bios, show notes, and all sorts of fun. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Radio Public, and Stitcher Radio. And if you like it, then feel free to give us a good review. Tell your story.